I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. James 1, verses 21 through 25 says, So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives, and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. What James 1 is telling us is to use the Word of God as something that we see a reflection in, as something that we use to examine ourselves. It compares the Word of God to a mirror, and whether we use the mirror to glance or we actually use the mirror to get ready for the day or we use the mirror to see if we have anything in our teeth or see if we have a booger hanging from our nose or whatever, we can either use that mirror as just something we walk by and we glance by and we might see a passing reflection in, or we can use that mirror to make ourselves look better or better ourselves and cleanse ourselves, wash our face. Maybe we have a ton of dirt on our face and our faces need to be cleansed and and purified, or maybe we need to fix our hair or whatever. But basically it's comparing the word of God to a mirror and We can use the word of God to examine ourselves, cleanse ourselves, to save our souls. It says that it has the, the word of God has the power to save us. And so that's kind of what we're talking about today is the word of God and having a good foundation in the word of God and the importance of it and not just having it be something that we walk by and we glance, or maybe we just hear about on a Sunday morning at church, or we have family members that talk about God, but rather to use the word of God as something that's a powerful tool in our life that helps bring freedom to us and helps bring sanctification and cleanse us and help us to have more of a Christ-like life, to be Christ-like. And even thinking about that, of using it to be Christ-like, I mean, that statement right there, that's what we as Christians are trying to do regardless is being a Christian is trying to follow Christ and be like Christ none of us are going to reach that magnitude, right? We've all fallen short. However, when you think about it, Jesus, when he walked the earth, he used scripture Mm -hmm. when he was tempted by the devil and he, he rebuked him and used scripture in doing so. And so, you know, you read about him as a little boy spending time in the temple and you know i just think of growing up and hearing stories of like oh like he was just this little boy and it's like oh where is he well he's at the temple he's probably bugging you know like the priests or whatever Uh, and (laughs) hey just throw that out there that mary lost him for three days isn't that (laughs) yeah Yeah. So, so that being said i think i mean i know for you and i we the way we study the word is a lot different. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it's something that like, I don't, 
I don't think there's any one way to go about it. There's definitely, even thinking about pastors or just people that speak at conferences or whatever, if you want to call them a pastor or a evangelist or, or whatever, not one of them probably studies the Word of God the same way. They probably have some similarities, but there's always going to be something that's like, well, this is how it works for me versus how that works for you. Just like in any... Just like how our relationship in our marriage is going to be different than somebody else's marriage relationship because it's a relationship between Thaddeus and Trish who are unique individuals. And my relationship with the Lord is going to be different than Thaddeus's relationship with the Lord because Thaddeus is a unique individual. And it's cool that God meets us where we're at and he wants to commune with us and he wants to be with us, whatever that might look like for each of us individually. And I like what you said, Thaddeus, how Jesus used scripture and Jesus, well, Jesus was a fulfillment of scripture. And so even today you might hear, there are movements in Christianity that say the old Testament is no longer important. But if you say that you're throwing out a lot of the new Testament too, because Jesus stood on the authority of scripture he stood on the authority that was in the old testament he quoted the old testament like consistently and so you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. you got to keep that old testament and study it and what i personally love about the old testament is for me i see god's heart i see what offended god i see god's salvation i see god as the hero there's so many cool stories in the old testament yes there's lots of numbers and names and um, genealogy and stuff like that. But there's also just so much God being glorified and lifted high. There's so much humanity in the fact that you see how God can still move through flawed individuals when you read the Old Testament. And so the Old Testament cannot be discounted in today's society just because Maybe we don't agree with how everything was handled and there's lots of war and there's heartbreak and there's all these different scenarios that are happening then. But we can't discount it because Jesus didn't. Jesus stood on it as authority. He stood on the words that were prophetically spoken in the Old Testament to show that he was a fulfillment of prophecy. I think people are confused in discounting the Old Testament because of you know, the new and Jesus and every coming and everything. It's not that the old Testament should be just thrown out because yes, there's new law, right? Jesus, Jesus came and, you know, fulfilled it. Fulfilled it and so do we abide by the same old law from the old Testament? No, not necessarily. There's things that are written in the old law. And I'm saying law, you know, like there's certain rules and thing like religious rules that we don't need to abide by. Right. Jesus fulfilled the law and the prophets and he fulfilled the prophecy, but he also perfected it. But the Old Testament as a whole, you can't disregard it because I look at it as a way of like you said, you know, there's like, the, there's the stories and like looking at God as being a hero and everything. There's to me, it it's a history book. And why do we have history books? I know like 
you know, there's the simple answer of, well, you got to know what happened and it's something, something that you can learn in school or whatever. I'm not saying the Bible because I know that uh, everyone can learn about the Bible in school, but mm-hmm. I mean, history it's in itself, you, you are supposed to be able to learn from it so that a, yes, you know what happened in the past. You know how we got to where we are. B, so that you can learn from it and not repeat things that were wrong and not uh, live in a cycle of, you know, which we still do, a cycle of wars and things like that, right? But you look at, you know, what happened with, with Noah, right? That's a pretty important piece of the Bible. And yes, a lot of people just think of it as a story, but like you got to realize like, God really sent the flood and wiped out Mm -hmm. so much. And we need to learn from that aspect and learn from how Noah responded. Well, and not to say Jesus was condescending, but when you read different stories about Jesus in the gospel, you will see that he asks the scribes, the Pharisees, the religious people of the day, he'll say things like, have you never read? Or almost like, to me, it's just, we can have all the degrees we want. We can have all the knowledge and head knowledge we want, but we don't always know how to apply it. Like some of you are thinking that you read the word of God and it doesn't always make sense. And so Jesus was like, have you never read? Or Jesus told people that they were an error for not knowing scripture and knowing the power of God. I think in Matthew 22, Jesus calls people out for being an error for not knowing the scriptures and the word of God. So it's just, if Jesus stood on the authority of Scripture, how much more important is it that we stand on the authority of Scripture? Not just the New Testament, but the Old Testament too. God and his words are unchanging. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. The God of the New Testament is the God of 2021. It's the same God. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And so... When we are reading scriptures and we're reading God throughout time and space, we have to realize that God isn't limited in time and space. And and God is without boundaries and without borders. And he is ever present. He's here. He's now. He was then. He has the veils been torn when Jesus died on the cross that separated man from God. But he's still God. He's the creator of the universe. And I just think that's so cool. David says in Psalms 119, verse 11, to God, to write your word upon my heart that I might not sin against you. And asking God to put his word and his scriptures on David's heart so David wouldn't sin against God. And the Bible talks a lot about, too, at binding the word of God around your heart and, and having God's word written on the tablet of your heart. And how does that happen? That doesn't happen from just quoting be still and know I'm God. It happens from being in the word of God. It doesn't happen from just buying a bag that says something. Yes, those things all help us to remember and retain scriptures. But what helps us is just getting in the word of God, diving deep into the word of God, allowing the word of God to be written on our hearts. And today I was talking with my daughter who just kind of went through a hard season in her life. And we were talking about Matthew 7 verse 24 that is do you want to read that through 29 
Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So today when I was talking to my daughter about a difficult thing she's going through in her life, I talked about how it doesn't matter where you are at in life and it doesn't matter who you are. You are going to have those times where the storms come and rain comes and it pours down on you and hard times are going to happen. And what I told her is that what matters for her isn't that she builds her foundation on worldly things like her sports or her academics or her looks or what culture says. But what matters is that she builds her foundation upon her faith in Jesus Christ. And to have a faith that is unshakable. And we talked about how the wise man builds his house upon the rocks and he doesn't build it in the middle of the rainstorm. He builds his house throughout time. I'm sure storms come and go as he's building his house, but he's building it on a firm foundation And so when the rains come, because the rains will come, his house is able to withstand because it's on a foundation that is firm, that is, is unshakable, unmovable. But what the wise man does is he builds his house on sand and he builds his house on something that is eroding and it's going to fall apart and it's going to crumble because when the storms come, it will not withstand the storm. And we're talking about how... What she's going through right now in her life, the thing that will help her get through that is her faith and her foundation and to make sure that her foundation is is firm. And during the storm, when it's raining, that is when we need our house the most. That is when we need a place of shelter and security the most is in the times of storms because that wind is blown and whipping or if there's a tornado coming through, your house is going to provide you shelter and safety. And if your house is just collapsing in the storm, you are not going to have safety. And I think what, what happens when hard times come is it really shows us where our foundation is. And that's the importance of writing God's word on our hearts and allowing God to be alive and active inside of us and allow his word to be the breath of life within us because it's just we're abiding in him and we're allowing our house to be in his word and we're allowing our our home to be built on the firm foundation that is the word of God. Because the foolish man says in their heart there is no God and the foolish man builds his house upon the sand. I think when we go through those hard times, there's going to be cracks and there's going to be those instances of the, the roof leaking or yeah, the roof leaks or maybe uh, a window breaks or something. Tree falls into the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've had that happen and, while I was sleeping. And in all reality, a tornado could take out a, a whole house. And mm-hmm. it's, if but it, has it a usually good doesn't take out the foundation, usually it does right. not. There's always the, the, the anomaly, but in the parable that's being told, you know, that's, Generally speaking, that good foundation is not going to wash away. Mm -hmm. And so it's being able to take that good foundation and be able to repair those cracks in the the siding or the the leaky roof or the broken windows and being able to use, rebuild on that good foundation. 
and and take just take what you've learned to heart and remember it and like I said before, everyone's going to have their own methods of studying scripture and applying it. And it's good to have the different reminders that you can get from hearing a sermon preached or doing a daily devotion or, you know, however works for you in that regard. Church tries to spend a lot, uh, I don't know how long every day in the word and she takes all kinds of notes she usually is listening to worship music while doing it for me it's uh i open up my bible app or i open it up like bible on the computer and i sometimes i just read sometimes i highlight digital highlights sometimes i do a plan through the version app it's just to me it's a variation and i'm not a, a you know i I can't, I'm not a note taker. I just, I've never have been. And even when I've tried, it just like, it just doesn't work for me. It's just something that I have to read and really, I can't sit and necessarily study the word of God with a bunch of other things going on. So for me, it's finding that space where I can do it and I'm not going to get bugged. Not going to necessarily have music playing or anything like that. Sometimes the best time for me is when I'm in the bathroom. There's so much more I feel like we would love to unpack about the importance of getting in the Word of God. And maybe we'll do that next week because we're just touching the surface of having the Word of God as your foundation. But there's so much more that comes with having a Word of God that is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so next week, hopefully, we will unpack more of the importance of getting into the word of God. But for now, we want to leave you with hopefully inspiration to spend more time in God's word and to treat it as a time of not just a quick mirror passing, but as a time that you look into the mirror that is the word of God and really study it, get to know it, search yourself within it, have God's word search you and cleanse you and purify you and build your life on that firm foundation. So if you're enjoying this, please uh, stay tuned uh, for the next episode. Hopefully uh, we'll get that out to you in the uh, next week or two. And and please share the podcast, uh, subscribe to, on whatever platform you're using. You should be able to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, etc. Um, if you could... Let us know if you have a prayer request or anything like that. You can email us at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. And if you don't use a specific podcast app, you can find each episode on our website, which is fallenshortpodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish, and we love you guys.